What's up? Welcome back to the 46th ever episode of the Ice Coffee Hour. I'm Alex. To date, the podcast has made $52,742.84. Fantastic. That was so good. That was incredible. (laughs) Mateo, this is your calling now. Now you got to do the calculations and figure out how much the podcast is really making per hour. Thank you so much for coming on, Alex. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys, for having me. You came all the way to Las Vegas to film this. I did. I did. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, any excuse to come to Las Vegas is fine with me. so. So we should give a bit of a backstory. This is what I used to do, by the way. This was like a year and a half ago. Everyone that was on CNBC Millennial Money, I would confront them. Remember this? (laughs) Yep. These were the the days. Yeah. Before the illness. I would basically just invite everyone on. If they're on CNBC, I'd just immediately be like, hey, you want to come to L.A.? We'll film an episode together. We used to do that. But then CNBC just started churning out these episodes. It was too much. We stopped mm. doing it. So you're the first person we've had back on since, I don't know, maybe I want to say it's ago. over a year. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, really. All right. I feel honored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I think you have a really interesting story to share. And especially for people who want to make passive income want to do it just I would say a more unorthodox career and make a lot of money doing it how did CNBC reach out to you by the way they emailed me in October actually when I was still living in New York City and I'm the one who got up and moved in the middle of this on them so I think I kind of threw them off because they wanted the New York City person and then I became the Florida person like in the middle of it but they emailed me in October and I was already in their database from 2018 when they wrote about me the first time And I think they were just, you know, looking to do a follow up to that story. And they reached out to me in October and it finally came to fruition in March. What did they do the first time? And also, do they only try to get people from New York? I was about to say that. Because upsets every me. single yeah. episode, it's the same exact thing. It's someone in New York. It's yeah. another $1,200 loft in yeah. New York. Yeah, no, I know. Um, the first time it was, the title was, How This 25 Year Old Made 150K in Six Months. That was like the hook. And that was definitely life-changing for me when that came out. Um, that was when I got my first taste of all of this and what comes with it. But yeah, I think they do only do stuff with New York people because they did want me to shoot in my Brooklyn apartment that I oh, left in December and I still had it through Is it this a loft? Week. No. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> no, it's Don't not a loft. Okay. They wanted to shoot there and I pushed back and I was like, can I, I just do it? from Florida and they they said okay so I was kind of grateful for that <laughs> gosh that do you know why they want to do New York, New York every time I have no idea. I mean maybe because it's the dream you know every millennial wants I to wonder go if to they New do York. better like I no, feel like not yeah. anymore after COVID so I feel like they're gonna have to restructure that maybe I think the reason why is because they're based in New York the person yeah. I was texting Jessica I think she had a 917 phone number okay and that's New York so I'm guessing it's just maybe it's logistically it's easier to film where your office is. So it's yeah. like, hey, whatever's in like a five mile radius, let's just film it. Let's get it up there on the channel. Yeah. Something like that. That's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you make the 150000 in six months? On Fiverr, which is what is so shocking to people, um, just from writing 10 hours a day, writing blogs, ebooks, product descriptions, all the boring writing that nobody wants to do for their business is the writing that I was doing and I'm still doing in a capacity. I'm obviously growing the business now, but back in 2018, it was just me doing that all day, every day, no days off. Um, How do you pick up on doing that? So when I graduated college, I graduated a year early. So I was 21. I went to work right away because I wanted to. Should have been the first sign that this was going to be my destiny. And I received formal training in writing press releases for politicians. And after I left that job, I moved to New York City for a PR job. And, you know, everyone knows I quit it after four weeks. And the only formal training or any background that I had had was writing press releases. So that was kind of what, like, piqued my interest with this because I was like, well, I know how to write that at least. I don't know how to do anything else, but I know how to write that. So I started selling that along with editing. And I'm a very, like, do-it-yourself person. So I'd have these clients. They'd buy a press release from me. And then they'd say, hey, can you also write for my blog? Or, hey, can you also um, write for my website? And I would sit there and go... Sure. Why not? I'll, I'll figure this out. And and that's basically where you find me today. Like I've taught myself probably 10 different types of writing just because people will pay for it. It's been very like mm. a functional thing. Honestly, like, what is a press release? What does that even <laughs> you don't mean? You know what a press release is? <laughs> 
No. Every day, Jack just surprises me with something new. <laughs> I, like, I mean, there's like a general school, term, right? Like, like, what is it? What does it it's mean? It's an old school form of PR, but what it is, it's basically this news announcement that you send out to newspapers, and it, you're like handing them news that they can then spin into their own articles. So it's kind of this like oh. flow where these journalists need stories, and if you hand deliver it to them, you know, you have a better chance. So it's mostly for like businesses and stuff and like for that. For businesses who mm. want PR, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> How much were you making in the beginning? When I first started doing it seriously after I had quit my job, I made 36K the first year, but that was exactly the salary that I was going to make at a job mm. that I freaking hated and that required me to be in an office for 12 hours. So I was happy as could be with it. Why Fiverr? Why not Why not do like Uber Eats, these delivery <laughs> service? I mean, there's a lot of things you could be doing in that like side gig market. Yeah, I mean, I blame my mom, actually, because when I was working that job in Albany, I was bored because I was not challenged at it. And I was probably texting her one day saying, oh, my God, I'm so bored. How am I, how am I supposed to do this for my whole life sitting in an office? I can't stand any of this. And she texted me back and she was like, hey, my friend just told me about this site you can make five dollars on. And I was like, oh, it sounds kind of sketchier. Like I might like lose my credit card information on it, but I'm going to try it out anyway. And I signed up on it, not thinking anything of it. I did a flat rate $5 for anything. And I was making like $40 a month, just a joke. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I quit my job the following year, I just had a thought of this is the only thing that's earning me money right now. So I'm, I might as well give it a chance to show me if it can earn me any more money. And that was it. There was no like, oh, I love Fiverr. I love the company culture. You know, there was no like pre-thought. It was very like do or die. This site has made me a little money. Let's see if it can make me more. And how did you yeah. scale that $40 a month up until like whatever? Yeah, I feel it- like 30, like most people don't earn that on Fiverr. So how would you earn that? Yeah. So they have moved far, far away from the $5 base. They don't even want you charging that anymore. So most people are charging $50 an hour, $100 an hour. Like every, a lot of people are making pretty good money on there now. And I have a bunch of people I work with who I'm mentoring who are making 20K a month now. Like it's very possible. I, I scaled it by just tiny, you know, increment increases to my prices. I'd go from 10 to 15 to 20 to 25. And I'm able to write quickly. That's an important part of, I think, the money I make on there when people are like, this doesn't make sense. And I'm like, well, I can write two to 3,000 words per hour, and I actually just screen recorded myself doing it that I'm going to post to YouTube. That? How fast is <laughs> that? That sounds really, really fast. I don't know. Is it? Yeah. You know, I've had people weigh in on my social media and tell me they can do even faster, but I think it definitely is on the fast end of the spectrum. So that I have a advantage in that way. But in the beginning, I was still able to make $100 an hour charging $25 for something that would take me 15 minutes. So it, it really wasn't hard for me to scale it. What would it be? What could even take 15 minutes to write something? I feel like I take it takes like 15 minutes to think of something. No, yeah, like- no. And, and for me, it doesn't because the writing I do is not actually creative writing. It, it's very functional writing. Like they'll come to me and tell me exactly what they want. So they'll say, I want to blog on the five reasons CBD is going to blow up this year. And I'll literally copy that into Google and I'll look at who else has written about this. I'll pull up, you know, no pre-thought pull up two articles, scan it. Okay. Okay. And I write it done. I mean, it's, and how do you, how do you do that? I want to give you as a test <laughs> to plan out one of my videos. Yeah, we could do it. Just, Cause I spent like six hours today planning out some passive income videos, six hours. And that's yeah. stuff I already knew about. Yeah. How I don't, do you do you it know? in a way that like it reads well. You have more creative writing though. For your for your videos, well, I don't know. I mean, you haven't seen Alex's writing. What if what if her writing is creative? I, you know, I'm at a point now where I'm heading into my seventh year doing this, and it's like you know the chef that chops a cucumber every day for two years. They close their eyes and can do it. I'm at that point now where it's like scary. No, but mine get longer now. My planning process used to be like bullet points to freestyle it. But now when there's so many people watching, I got to be really careful about what I say. Yeah. I put more time. I put double the time now than I did two years ago. But you know what? That's because that comes back on you if that script sucks because they're like, oh, Graham wrote it. Whereas I'm ghostwriting for people. So I don't really care. Like, you know, I obviously care that it's like the best quality I can do is I'll get kicked off of Fiverr if it's not. So I want to make sure it's a good product. But my name isn't on it. Like now... 
if I write my own article that I'm the author on that's going to get blasted out to the world, I'll spend days combing over it because that will reflect on me. But like, So for the CBD example, let's just say you're pulling from a source that's not credible, but you throw that in there as like one of the five reasons. Like number four maybe is not a good reason. Do they ever send it back? Or like what happens they if something like back. that? I mean, I've been doing it for through. so long. If it's something like CBD, I do go pull accredited studies for it. So I would never um, link to a bogus article in that case because it's scientific in nature. Uh, but they have revisions with each order. So I offer that. And if they say, I absolutely hate what you did in the third paragraph, I used to take it personally. Now I'm just a machine with it. I go, okay, what do you want in it instead? You know, let's fix it. Let's get it done. Send it back. They go on their way. So that would take you 15 minutes. To fix it? To, no, to research the whole thing. Yeah, because I don't really do a pre-research process. I, I almost read and write as I go. Like it's all mixed into one. I feel like I could do an example for you guys on a laptop while I'm here and you can you, see what you, I mean. We should do that. Yeah, yeah, throw that in at the end as yeah. like a bonus clip. Yeah. yeah, you guys gotta watch all the way to the very end to see that. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. I wanna see the process. What if sure. throw you off just knowing that there's like cameras like we're watching you? No, because I the other day I just did it because I was getting so much hate on TikTok for the CNBC video. And they're like, you're a liar. You can't do that. So I woke up the other day just like pissed off about it. And I wrote 2000 words in an ebook and I screen recorded it. So you can see the clock ticking and you can see my, you know, my whole process on my MacBook. And I haven't had the time, but I'm going to post that to YouTube. It took me like 32 minutes to write it. And I'm going to post it and be like, if you people are still going to come for me, I don't even know what to tell you. What was it on? What did you write about? Um, the ebook was on some entrepreneurial topic, like 10 ways to make more money as an entrepreneur, very generic. And it was something I'm familiar with. So that, that was, you know, happened to be it. I had already written a thousand words and I filmed myself writing 2000 words on top of it. So basically you think a thought and then it, it's already typed out by the time you, so you're basically thinking it through while writing at the same time. I'm not even though I'm, I'm basically mixing you know for an ebook i'll pull up 10 different articles and i make sure they're they're top sources like it's forbes it's entrepreneur mag it's inc it's not some random like dinosaurrs.com blog you know that is like not real um i'll pull up what i deem to be solid sources and i'll take their ideas you know that's not because i i've had this argument before where they're like that's plagiarism i'm like no no no, no. if you look up the definition of plagiarism it's copying and pasting people's words look at social media that whole the whole thing would be plagiarism if you could get caught for taking ideas from people so i'll go pull up these articles and if someone has a top 10 list of how to be a better entrepreneur i'll pull up five different people who have written that and they'll all have different points and I'll take a little bit from each one. I'll almost stitch it together so it's a new mm. um, piece of work that is in no way plagiarized. Yeah. But first, I have to thank our sponsor, Policy Genius. For those of you who are unaware, we recently purchased a new car. And in doing so, we had to deal with the nightmare of shopping for affordable auto insurance. Calling multiple insurance providers was the last thing we wanted to do, and keeping track of all of the different quotes was an even bigger headache. So instead, we decided to use Policy Genius. Policy Genius makes it extremely easy to get multiple insurance quotes in just a couple of minutes. All you have to do is head to policygenius.com and answer a few questions about yourself and your situation. Then Policy Genius will compare rates from some of the top insurance like Allstate or Progressive. Policy Genius will even try to save you extra money by providing you with quotes where they bundle your home and auto insurance. And if you already have insurance, you can use Policy Genius to reshop your rates and you could save up to $1,055. And the best part is, if Policy Genius finds a better rate than what you're paying now, they will switch you over for free. Head over to policygenius.com to get started right now. That's policygenius.com. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Thank you so much, Policy Genius, and back to the podcast. And do you just have orders constantly coming in? Constantly, yeah. Do you ever, like, deny orders? If you have yes. to, right? Yeah. Uh, anything personal, like someone, every day someone says, will you write my memoir? I say, absolutely not. Absolutely Wait, not. Oh, a memoir for yourself? No, their memoir. They want me to ghostwrite for them. And I go, no. Why wouldn't you do You that? write your own memoir. I can edit it if you want. Oh. They want me to basically sit there on the phone with them for 10 months and help and listen to their life story. You know, that's why they want me to do it. And I'm like, no. Where How I'm much have they offered, though? What if they offer a lot of money? No. No? Why? I'm not into customer service stuff. Like I have a short circuit for that. You know, I don't accept Zoom calls. That's another thing for my orders. If someone, can I call you in advance? No. 
And if they say, well, then I'm not going to book you. Okay. And then two days later, they always come back. But huh. I have a questionnaire. I'll figure it out. There's no need. Yeah. You guys, I mean, you know, like emails, like half the time when someone calls, they could have just texted or emailed. That's very true. Like it's, you know, mo- right. like 98% of the time they could just text. Right. Yeah. Do you use Grammarly? So I didn't until this week. Oh, okay. I did not. I just bought it for my team. Well, if we can insert a Grammarly sponsor right here, if we can schedule <laughs> that one. That was smooth. Thank you. Thank for you. a second, I wasn't even I was sure. Whipping like, oh, wow. I was whipping that up. I was whipping it up. Oh, that was awesome. Well done. And yeah. uh, how many words per minute can you type? Like the worst follow-up question. Another, no, that's, that's a good question. I actually really want to know. Per minute? Yeah. I don't know. I can. I mean, per hour, I can do up to probably 3,000 words per hour. So I don't know. Do the math on that. That's good. Divided by 60. That's incredible that you're thinking and also typing that quickly. Yeah. I mean, I have to be in silence when I'm doing it. Like if someone's playing music or talking in the background or something, I'm like, please shut up. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. It's full steam focus. Wait, full. so you said 3,000 per hour, right? Yes. That's 50 a minute. Yeah, that sounds about right. 50. Yeah, 50 a minute. Yeah. But also to be thinking and typing 50 <laughs> a minute. Like that's yeah. incredible. I, I don't get that. I don't, you know, it's like I do get to a point where I don't know, I guess, how to explain all of it. It's just like innate to me. So when you're in complete silence, you don't listen to anything, no no music or nothing. No, and I love music, but I'll end up typing the lyrics because I get so into music that um, I'm like singing the lyrics in my head or singing and then I start typing them. I'll literally like type lyrics. Or if someone's talking, trying to talk to me while I'm typing, I'll end up typing what they were talking to me. Got it. But how do you scale this up? It seems like right now the only way you can actually increase your income is by charging a higher rate because you only have so many hours in the day. Let's go back. Let's go back to where you're making like 36K. And we'll build up to that. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Because the audience needs to know. (laughs) Right, right, right. Because we have everyone wanting to know now how they can make $150,000 in six months. Yeah, this is controversial stuff Right. right now. If you check my social media, <laughs> um, okay. What you're saying, go back to how did I go from 36 to 150? Correct. So how did you build it up from there? Yeah. So I just progressively, I opened more services and I started raising my rates and it was just that combo. That was it. I started to get more savvy with my sales tactics. You know, I'd message people, stupid stuff and be like, Hey, I I can do four blogs for the price of three. You know, all the usual sales tactics that work in a clothing store work with writing too. And um, I started using sales tactics like that definitely worked. I started messaging previous clients and saying, Hey, I'll offer you a discount as a returning buyer. Very simple sales stuff, nothing fancy. And you know, the biggest change for me was in 2017 when Fiverr launched Fiverr Pro, it was called, is called, and it's the top 1% of the platform. So they handpicked me to be part of it because I had been on there for two, three years at the time. They knew me uh, from in New York. I had made an effort to go to their networking events and stuff. You know, I know how this game. They have a Fiverr networking event? Oh, they have events. Um, I know how the game is played. So I, you know, I made an effort to go meet them there. So obviously when Fiverr Pro came out, Someone there must have said, oh, you know, have Alex do it. She'll be great for it. And they reached out to me, didn't even tell me what it was. They just said, hey, we have a commercial we want you to be in. I was like 24 and I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait. I show up to some like warehouse in Brooklyn and I'm filming it. And they're like, oh, do you know what this is for? I'm like, no, no one's told me yet. (laughs) And they're like, oh, it's for Fiverr Pro. And I'm still like, still don't know what that means. And they're like, oh, it's for the top 1% of the platform. Um, this is going to change your life. Like you're, you're going to go from charging $25 to a hundred dollars for something you can do in 15 minutes. And I was just like, what? You know, cause I was, my brain in that moment was understanding that I was going to go from at the time that year, I think I made 68 K to times four. And I was like, what the heck? Like it was, that was crazy to me. Uh, throughout 2017, they rolled out the beta. Like they didn't really get it going until Mm -hmm. 2018, like January, 2018. And that was my first month. I jumped into the double digits, uh, my earnings on Fiverr and, um, 2018, my income blew up, you know, went from 60 K something to like 273 K that year. And that's when CNBC wrote about me because they were like, this is nuts. Um, maybe Fiverr hooked that interview up for me. I'm not sure, but they did reach out to me. That's a good advertisement for Fiverr. It you is. know what? Oh, gosh. I just I just thought of this. 
we should have had Fiverr sponsor this. It's not too late. It's not too late. We should put the Fiverr sponsorship here if we could get it. But first, let me tell you how to get a free audiobook from our sponsor, Audible. As some of you guys may know, I'm actually pretty weak. I don't have as much muscle as I would like to have. Wait a minute. Graham, did you write this? I think what Jack was going to say is, how could he use Audible to listen to audiobooks like The Little Black Book of Workout Motivation by Michael Matthews to learn how to stay motivated when it comes to getting in your workout? Okay, Graham. Audible actually gives you one free credit with your 30-day free trial that you can use to redeem towards any book in their entire library. So that means you can be just like me, listening to audiobooks that help me get off the couch and into the gym for free. You can use Audible to listen to audiobooks on personal finance, building a business, or even how to improve your cooking skills. I'm someone who wants to stay educated and on top of things, but I don't have enough time to read a book, so I listen to Audible when I am working out, driving, or even cooking. And the best part is, any book you use your free premium credit for, you get to keep it forever. Visit audible.com slash iced coffee or text iced coffee to 500-500 to get your free trial. Thank you so much, Audible, and back to the podcast. Yeah. They've reached out to me so many times wanting to do a video on Fiverr. I've just been like, no, because I, I, I never knew how to integrate it with the channel. I'm like, there's never going to be a natural point where I'm going to talk about Fiverr. Yeah. And sure enough, as we're talking about Fiverr, I'll reach out. If not, then uh, <laughs> then don't go to Fiverr. They might. They have, to, they have to pay for it. This is spicy, but they might push back on you because they, me and them do not partner up with media. Why? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you catch me at a funny time in my Fiverr journey. What happened? What's what? going on? Oh, there's there's a lot to it, but I, not all that I could talk about. But they, me and them, we don't partner on media stuff, so they might not sponsor this. I'm sorry to tell you. You should is ask it, Upwork. Is it like a c- controversial thing, or is it? Oh, um, is it drama? Is it, I, no. I don't know what it is, but I I think it's a hunch of mine. Is they don't like the power I wield over them. You know what it is? If you do something bad, if you have a controversy, anything, then guess what? That looks bad on Fiverr. Believe it or not, they're working that in contracts now. Or I could go online and and tell the millions of people now who are coming to me for freelancing help, I could say to them, don't use this site. Yeah. And I don't think they like it's it's a big thing. It's a big thing now. I think the whole Shane Dawson the the whole Shane Dawson thing really kind of like started that into motion. But now with David Dobrik. And almost every like sort of deal you're doing now, they build it in the contract that they have a right to cancel if you do something that messes up. I yeah. think they're going to be especially careful. I don't know how that how this is going to be in the future because now if companies partner with with creators and the creator goes and does something naughty, then that's on the company. It makes the company look really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if Fiverr would ever consider hiring you for a more like corporate job for Fiverr, like no. a salaried employee no. or something like uh-uh. that. What to write no. your PR? No, just just to have you on the board because no. you know how to grow. No, uh, I can tell you no. Definitely not. <laughs> no, hundred yeah, no, percent. I, I can tell you no. There's, it's there's a no. no, there's no um, I mean, I'm transparent about it. I've pitched myself to them as an influencer type so many times, and the email just collects dust. Yeah, I think it worries them that you're transitioning yeah. to an influencer because yeah, if uh, what whatever you do now is going to be reflective back onto Fiverr. Yeah, hundred so percent. They're playing it safe. They're just a business. 100%. They're like, hey, listen, you want to make money? And you know there what? There you go. I get it. And at the end I of the day, I I actually want to be still an entrepreneur that doesn't have someone telling me what to do. So it's like I might pitch myself, but I'm probably happier not having someone tell me every day like what I can and can't post. Like, yeah. I don't really want that anyway. Yeah. Plus, I think it would be bad on Fiverr if they're playing favorites. If they're like, hey, we're we're gonna you know promote Alex a whole bunch and kind of like show her off and like yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be. I get it. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend for people who see you in in your position? And be like, I want to make a ton of money on Fiverr. I don't have any skills, but I got all the time in the world. What can I do? I have okay. So when people come to me and say that, I say to them, okay, you might not have skills, but you have interests. So you you need to start there. What are you interested in? Because don't just chase money. That's not going to work here. I picked writing because I've always liked writing. I was eight writing poetry. Like it was always part of me to be a writer. So I would say to them, you know, this is your chance to start anew, like do something you actually want to do and then come back to me. Like, like I can't just pick it for you. So people really need to spend that time figuring out first what they want to offer, but you can basically freelance anything today. I would then say to them, start practicing for your friends and family, watch some YouTube videos, take an online course. Everything you need is online. You don't need to go to school for this. You don't need to do any of it. 
it's it's all just waiting for you. But you have to decide what you want to do. I can't tell you that. Then once they decide what they want to do, how do they even get people to pay them? Uh, there's there there's got to be a secret to like having a good profile. There, yeah, it's um, visuals. That is it. Because people think on Fiverr because it's anonymous. They can throw up some weird blurry picture of themselves with sunglasses on and they're going to get all these orders. And the same, you know, principles of marketing hold true on there as Instagram. People want to be able to trust you. And the quicker you can communicate trustworthiness on these sites, the quicker I see my students and people have success with it. And there's a lot of scammers on these freelancing sites. People are um, sensitive to it. So they don't want to be scammed. There's a lot of people in other countries who will use my picture or someone else's and pretend to be, you know, unfortunately an American to sell things. So the quicker you can tell a buyer that you're not lying and you are Graham and you are Jack, they will buy from you. And that you can do that with a bunch of professional photos of yourself plastered all over your profile. And these people will be like, oh, I don't want my image out there. I'm self-conscious about it. And I just say to them, you're gonna have to get over it soon because <laughs> the, the digital age is here and people need to know what you look like to buy from you. Yeah, my only experience so far with Fiverr was uh, I think a few years ago, I wanted a logo done. Yeah. And so of course I've had no experience with Fiverr. So I think everything is $5. So right. I see everything for five bucks to like a few hundred. I'm like, now nah, I'm going to go for the one for five. It was terrible. It was right. so bad. <laughs> and I, mean, I guess you could like you get what you pay for. Exactly. I wanted I wanted a hat. This is such a stupid idea. You, you know, the, the the logo with coexist. Yeah. You know, that you see the bumper stickers. I wanted coexist of every single like currency out there that's spelt out coexist. And so. I articulated that message to somebody who I thought was in the in the U.S. who said they're in the U.S. But just you could tell from the emails, yeah. you know, hello, sir. Like just just, just the way the dialogue went back. They weren't from the U.S. No, uh, nothing. My my message did not get conveyed very well. We went through like five revisions yeah. with this thing, and I just wasn't happy with any. And then I just was like, "Listen, it's not like I'd rather just lose the five dollars. Five dollars we're talking about here." Yeah. Uh, so I give him the five dollars. I was not happy with it, but I felt bad. Do you still have it? I'm sure I do somewhere. We, you got to send it to me so I, so we can put it up. All here. right. I'm sure I'll I'm sure I'll find it. But the guy because he worked hard on it. It's just like I don't blame him for it. But he wanted a five star review, and so. Like, I, I felt deep down like I wasn't happy at all. I want to give him a, like one star. But because he asked really nicely, I was like, okay, he gets a five-star review. And I, I, ever since then, I felt so bad because he had five-star reviews. Oh. And I bet it's from everyone else like me just being like, oh, I feel bad. Like, you know, I have five stars, you know? Right. You know, it's actually against the terms of service to ask for a five-star review. Oh, so he's wow. lucky he didn't get booted. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you pay $5, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> I use graphic designers on there. I have two that I go to for everything. They charge between like $50 and $100 per project. And they do a great job. I had a media kit made this week. It was excellent. But if it, if I booked a $5 gig, I'm sure it would be a little suspect. <laughs> Lesson learned. So what else does someone need to look out for? Let's say if, if they want to run a Fiverr business, how do you, what, what else do you teach? All right. I mean, people? I teach so many yeah. things. Uh, let's see. What to like even walk explain. us to the beginning, because I think for anyone watching, the importance here is like how they are able to make money from right. this. Um, okay, or so if they're you, just curious, but you know, I mean, we'll, you we'll sign up, you yeah. sign up for free. You pretend it's a social media site. I say to people, take your time and fill out the profile fully. I can't tell you like how many people I get consultations from, and they're like, oh, my profile's not converting. Can you check it out? And I go get to here, and I'm like, well, there's typos in the description. People now think you're in India and that's okay if you're a website designer or whatever, but not if you're trying to claim you're an American English writer. Now you're lying. So, you know, I was like, well, you didn't take the time to fill out your profile. That's your first problem. So that's the first thing I say to people, fill out the profile and take your time with it. There's, it's important that profile is going to communicate your trustworthiness, your personality. Fiverr is very anonymous. So it's kind of like your one chance to be a human almost. And I don't think people realize how important that profile is. I then say to them, you know, you're going to open three gigs. They're called the same thing three services. And they say, well, what do I charge? How do I know what to put in the gig? And I go, you're going to go look at your competitors on there. There's different ranking systems. So you're going to go find three people who have the same ranking as you, new level seller. 
You're going to see what they charge. You're going to see what they word it as. And you're going to, you know, mimic it. And when I say mimic it, I say don't copy it, though. I'm not saying copy and paste the title, but take from it. You know, read over these titles. You're going to get an idea of what to write for your own. So open three gigs where you mimic what these other people are doing. Include, you know, pictures of yourself everywhere. Uh, You need to have a portfolio uploaded. No one cares where you went to college or if you went to college anymore. No one cares anymore. They want to see, you know, cold, hard proof that you can complete this order for them and that you're not lying. You're going to give them a trash logo. You know, they want to see that you've done five other great logos. So I, and they say to me, well, I've never had a paying client. I don't have a portfolio. And I'm like, well, now you're going to go ask your friends and family if they need a logo and you're going to do it for free for them. And I can bet you someone, you know, needs it. And you're going to do that a couple times. It's going to be great practice for you. You're going to help people in your life. And now you have a portfolio. So I guess that's the short answer. So did you notice a jump in business as soon as you did the CNBC thing? A hundred percent. I feel like if anything, the first CNBC go round uh, blew up my social media. Like I had no following. No one. I mean, I had like a thousand or two, but like no one cared about me or what I was doing. And that first CNBC one put my social media on the map. Um, And that was like kind of crazy for me because I went from being just like the girl in the corner at the cafe who writes all the time that everyone thinks is probably starving because she's a writer to you know, kind of a thought leader. Uh, I don't know. I don't love that phrase. <laughs> is that what people call you? The That's what they leader? call people what, what, who are what like, is thought yeah, what does that there? even mean? I don't know, but I think of T-H-O-T, like thought, like that <laughs> hoe over there. Sorry. <laughs> so when I say it, it makes me laugh. That's kind of what I thought. No, <laughs> I'm not going to, yeah. Leader. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm dying. I know it was not where my mind went at all. Someone needs to make that a t-shirt like immediately. <laughs> you could make that a t-shirt. I might need to. Uh, um, you could pay someone on Fiverr to design that. 100%. Yeah, no, I mean, CNBC put my social media on the map, which is when I then wrote my first ebook that I sold as myself. So I feel like if anything, CNBC the first time didn't really speed up my Fiverr business, but it kickstarted my business as Alex Fasulo, the brand. That was what it did for me. And then now the second go around of CNBC has like almost put my whole team out of standstill with the influx of everything. I was like having eight panic attacks last week. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Otis. Have you ever wanted to invest in something you truly believe in and co-own a piece of culture? Otis is an alternative investment app that allows you to invest in culturally relevant pieces like collectible cards, art, rare sneakers, and other items you won't find on your Robinhood account. While I was browsing through their app, I quickly found some interesting items like Pokemon Blue from 1998, a PSA 10 first edition Raichu, and a PSA 10 first edition Venusaur. Otis makes it extremely easy to invest in things like rare sports cards or Pokemon cards without having to buy the entire item. When a new asset is released, it's split into a set number of shares that users can invest into directly in the app. And you can use the Otis app to buy or sell shares 24-7 from your online portfolio. Just open up the app store, download and install the Otis app, and then you're ready to go. And with their weekly drops of new assets, the choices are almost endless. Sign up for Otis with the link in the description and get your first share free free when you fund your account. And with that said, thank you so much, Otis, for sponsoring this episode and back to the podcast. So what was that like filming with CNBC? What was your experience? I'm positive. I I mean, it was nerve wracking in that I did a two hour nonstop recorded Q&A with them that they cut out, you know, their end of it. And um, it's nerve wracking. So I'm like, well, let's see how that gets pieced together. You know, they could make me sound like I, I suck if they want. Yep. I felt the same way. <laughs> yeah. I was so nervous because I mean, not that, not that I said anything I regret saying, but you know, they could spin this however they want. A hundred percent. And I feel like the only frustrating thing has been, I went over everything with them. Like there's so much more to my businesses than just that 378 K mark. There's so many other businesses I run. Like I'm not just Fiverr and people, you know, are coming at me where they're like, oh, you didn't say you had a team or you didn't say this. I was like, no, I did. It just didn't get cut into the episode. So you have a team because I did not give you crap for not having a team. You didn't give me crap. You suggested it. Okay. You didn't give me crap. No. Some, some people have come to my thing and they're like, good to see you following Graham's advice. And I was like, (laughs) wow. I'm like, okay, thank you. You sit down. (laughs) I'm like, I already thought of it. We got such a great army though. I have to say. You have very very loyal followers. I've noticed. Thank you so much. That's a cue to hit the like button. Yeah. If you're you're a dedicated uh, subscriber, 
Hit the like button. Yeah. We'll see how many dedicated subscribers there really are. <laughs> they love you. Everyone who hits the like button is a dedicated subscriber and hits the <laughs> notification bell and gets your free stock down below in the description. Excellent. See, I got to be more like this. I don't know how to do that. That's perfect. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so you filmed all day with CNBC. The episode post. Did you know I was going to react to it? To be honest, I didn't even know who you were yet. Ooh, I'm wow, so okay. sorry. I since then have stalked the crap out of you uh, right, cool. and was okay. fangirling coming here because oh, I, wow. I admire you and everything you've done. So um, I started reading the comments like mm -hmm. you probably shouldn't do on the video when it first came out because I was like, OK, is this going to be a negative or positive response from people? I was nervous. I've gotten a, a lot of both my whole journey with this. I have a lot of hate. I have a lot of love. I have both. And I was seeing really positive comments. I was like, oh, my God, that's great. And then people started saying, can't wait till Graham sees this. Wait till Graham sees this. Graham's so going to rip her to shreds. I love that. And they were painting it like I was thinking you were going to be horrible. <laughs> the way they were writing it. I was like, who? I was like, oh, my gosh, this Graham guy's going to come and kill me. Like, who is this Graham person? Just wait till Graham yeah. sees this. And I looked you up and Here I was like, Graham, oh, my God. I know. Gosh, okay. I looked you up and I was like, okay, this guy isn't mean. He's just, he's fair. Like he just does like a breakdown of things. Cause people were like, he's going to rip her to shreds. And people were like, rip her to that. shreds, Graham. <laughs> no, you used like, to man. You've gone did soft. Did I go? Yeah. Soft, you've really? gone soft on millennial really? money reactions. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I hope not. There was that family in, uh, in Hawaii. And I was reading the comments on them, and they were like, Graham is going to just rip this family <laughs> apart. I'm like, what? Not I, them. Like, I don't feel like I would. I no. don't know. Really? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I was scared yeah. of you. Okay. I, and so many people yeah. commented it that I was like, okay, I think Graham is going to do a reaction to this because I saw thousands of people <laughs> comment your name. So then when your reaction came up, I think I was even more nervous to watch that than I was the CNBC video because I was like, oh my gosh, is this guy going to destroy me in this? Because yes. CNBC cut up my finances in a way that made me seem... Uh, naive with managing my finances and i'm not going to sit here and say i'm an expert because i'm not and would love you know any feedback of course but i was like oh god like is this guy gonna just like crucify me and i sat down you know to watch yours and then i went through it and i was like oh my god that was so nice like i i was like surprised at how nice it was i i felt like you could have ripped into me a little more maybe we should go harder that's the yeah. thing because i think the early episodes were doing more views but i think that's because it was new and millennial money was given out like really good content yeah you kind of like watch it. the videos and you kind of just like review them now instead of going in like with the mentality nothing. of yeah. like you know where not, what can i get out there's nothing there's nothing for me to really dig into. There's always in these something. Episodes. Not really. Not really. They, no, they have gone softer. Have you watched all of the millennial monies? I, well, them or his reactions? Them. Uh, I've watched like six of them. In the beginning, they used to provide examples of people that would be spending money so frivolously. Oh, I, yeah. And now it's just gone like every single person is like literally a saint. Like you would think that they like came from heaven, how good they are. Yeah. With just like as a person and with finances. Yes. They, they pick the ideal people who do no wrong, who save orphans from burning buildings, who adopt <laughs> animals and puppies and like save the world. Uh, back when I first started watching these episodes that got me into them uh, to begin with, was Alex Pardo. He was spending like a few thousand dollars a month on cars. Mm -hmm. uh, very little money in savings. Was keeping his money in a checking account. All designer clothing. Gucci. That was a great <laughs> episode. And then the one after that was a guy who his dad lent him 20 grand. He lost it all in the stock market. And then he bought a motorcycle, totaled it. Um, and came out with his own business. Like I loved that. Okay, that's fun. I loved fun. that. But that's now fun. it's like there's there's nothing. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're worried about being I feel like t in today's culture, they have to be careful with like scrutinizing people because they might get yelled at if they come after someone. No. I wonder if it could be that or also someone who would do that. I don't know if they could take the scrutiny because people probably tore those guys <laughs> to shreds, including you. Where like they see your video like, could this get any worse? And then they see Graham Stephan comes out with a video. My just theory, like, I'll tell you my theory on this. I think CNBC does not like me reacting to their videos. I see it as a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> like, I'll react to the videos. They give me the content. It's good for everybody. Right. But I think, and I've always felt like they might think I'm kind of like making a mockery of, of their work. So I think they're purposely going and trying to find, like, angels to go and feature you. on the channel, knowing that, like, 
I'm, I'm not going to tear apart an angel. Like, there's no way, you know, just whoever they feature on there is doing, like, the best work in the world. I, I can't say anything negative about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess when I think back to, like, the interview that they did with me, they didn't really ask me any hard, you know, they didn't really go looking for any uh, dirt or drama, which certainly exists in some of my story. Uh, they didn't go looking for it. Mm. Which made it an easier interview for me, but I was still panicked that they would cut it up and make me sound terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the two things for you, what what did I what did I dig into with you? What the mom food? You was it the food? But food mom. mom. And then a cash in the cash for the jeep. Let's talk about your mom for a second. What (laughs) happened there? Um. What do you mean? Like bring bring people up to date who don't know the situation. (laughs) All right. So my mom actually used to live in Florida years ago because she loves Florida, did not like living in New York, was super happy in Florida. I want to say here because I keep thinking I'm in Florida and I'm not right now. Um, She moved back to Albany, New York to take care of my grandma because she was dying, basically. And after my grandma passed, um, my mom was going to sell the house, you know, was kind of going to make good money from that. And it was getting to a point where just with the winter coming, she hated the winter and everything. And my grandma had passed and we were like, mom, why don't you just move back to Florida now? You don't need to be here. Okay. You, you're not happy here. The weather sucks. I I gotta, I can't dig too hard into like where I'm from, but it's just, it's rough, you know? And, and she, I was like, I have an idea. I have, you know, regrettably a lot of money sitting around. It has since been put in places. Okay. Okay, I promise it. It's in places. Um, I was like, let me, you know, let me front it. And then you're going to sell this house and you just pay me back. Why don't we just jump? You know, let's get this moving. You can show the house easier without being in the house. My mom always has like 18 animals, which is always like a problem for showing homes. So I was like, get the parrots, get the cats, get the horse, you know, and a horse, there's a horse and there's a horse here and uh, head to Florida, like get out of here. And um, she was like, all right, yeah, that's fine. Are you sure, you know, whatever? And we are like, yeah. And my family, you know, I work closely with my mom, I actually run a business with her. I work with my sister. We're very close with business stuff. So we, we kind of share money anyway. Like we're kind of old school like that, I guess. And um, that was it. It wasn't really that big of a story to it. She sold the house two months later, right away, um, paid me back. That was it. Yeah, that was a lot easier of a situation than I thought. Yeah. That was I yeah. thought you were Fine. buying your mom a house. Your mom said she'd pay you back. but They you know. made it a little more confusing, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was nothing too exciting. Got it. Yeah. Where is your money? In places? <laughs> yeah, you said places. Is it high That's... interest savings account? Is it Yada Bank? It's, um, it's all over the place. I'm going to throw my best friend under the bus who's a CPA who's going to come work for me next month because I am not good with numbers and all that. I am the creative who wakes up and writes all day and comes up with 10,000 ways to bring in money. But then when it comes to managing it, I'm not good. So right now, um, I just bought a house, mm-hmm. not all in cash. I took out a mortgage. Cool. Okay. Uh, that's where some of it is. I, two weeks ago, bought my first crypto, bought some Ethereum, a little Bitcoin for everyone who's telling me wow, that. Oh, there we go. There nice. we go. Looking into NFTs because I like to make art. Um, I'm actually- You creating sp- NFTs. Yeah, no, selling, selling NFTs would be good. Selling yeah, them, okay. yeah, because I'm taking screenshots of the crazy things people are commenting on my social media right now. And I was like, maybe this would be a funny NFT because people are writing like crazy stuff. We're in a bubble, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? There's a meme that I saw on Reddit of uh, it's a whole bunch of cars driving in one direction. It was like people selling NFTs and one car driving in the other direction people buying nfts yeah <laughs> the, the, the tides of the honest now. truth it within really like is. a week or two yeah no very few people now are, are buying nfts unless it's like a beeple or like jack dorsey or like an elon musk but i'm maybe, sure it'll hey, disappear yeah. you know we'll who see. knows yeah. yeah i mean who knows another place i have it in is drop shipping business i do with my cousin he's managing it scaling it very quickly which is awesome and then i'm testing out my cousin came up with this uh Caleb Box's YouTube automation accounts you can buy. You heard of that? No. What is this? So you pay like 20K and you basically are paying a YouTube team to create a news channel for you. Like I'm not, you would never know I own this YouTube channel basically. Okay. And they put out content every week. And the idea is you're investing in a channel that's going to eventually make you residual income from, you know, growing in the YouTube, everything. What? Explain this. I'm, right, right, I'm just in this. the beginning with this. So. All right, what is it? Can you, can you back out? Or the money's already transferred? No, I already paid for already paid. for the year. So what is it? Explain this. So what happens? You pay 20, 20 grand a year? Is that how much you paid? 
20,000? I split it with my cousin because he came I got to give him credit. He, he found this. He found this. So uh, th- they put out a video a week. So we own a celebrity news channel and their team. Can you wherever, tell us the channel? I don't even know the name of it. That's how bad I've been. We could find this. out and bleep it out. if you, Or we I could can give a free promo- I can just text promotion. my cousin if you want. He text can tell it, me. Yeah, so do you have online. any idea like how the logistics go with, with investing in this YouTube channel? Or was it your cousin that just said, hey, yeah. I need $10,000 to invest in a channel. Like, <laughs> Why did- send me the money. Yeah, he did. All, oh, it's called Celebrity 101. That's all the right, name right, of the right. channel. Okay, so let, let's see. If you decide later you want to bleep it out, we could bleep it out. All or right. it's free promotion. So it's called Celebrity Celebrity 101. Yeah, that's it. So like this video is what $1 million could buy you around the world. This doesn't cost $20,000 to do this at all. I mean, maybe he just needs to like have enough money for food and stuff so he can sustain himself while no. he's make, pumping out content. Uh-uh. But then you lose the drive to really do a good I job mean, of this. You know, it, it could be terrible, but yeah. I would say one year from now, let's see. What was the the website? Caleb Box. That guy. Caleb. Is that a YouTuber? Yeah. Caleb Maddox. Caleb Maddox, Caleb Maddox, the kid, the kid that I'm roasting on YouTube. You should watch know. the CoffeeZilla. Watch not... the CoffeeZilla videos on him. Yeah, I'll, I'll oh send you. Oh my god! Yeah, there's no way. Just my opinion here, but like, I'm looking at the channel. I'm not a fan of the channel. So each week when they put an episode out, they ask hey guys, us to give feedback. So it's in a it's in a stage now where we're working with their team still to get it right. If, if, if this is really that lucrative, I'll tell you, Caleb doesn't need money. Is there any chance that you could get a refund before the, the one-year period is vested or whatever? Yeah, I think yeah. If, the, if the channel Listen. has gone nowhere in one year, yes. You, you have enough, say, in social media to basically go and say, hey, I want a refund. Not happy with this. This is not what I expected. Other things came up. So sorry. And if he says no, first of all, you have the platform to then say well, you had on. a bad experience. What if she just doesn't want to do that? Because I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, it's, I have enough okay. drama with my brand already yeah. that I'm to like spend time. Right. I think it's fine. Test it out for you. Because what if it, hey, it out? What like, if it takes off? Right. I'm surprised though when when you said you were investing your money that you, I didn't hear stocks. Why not? Why not index funds or why not the stock Palantir. market? I just honestly like my. My day is so lopsided right now because I'm in a situation where my business is, it's a good problem. They're, they're blowing up so fast that I don't even have time literally like to shower. Okay. I shower like a shower, but yeah. that, that's, you guys know, like that's the, that's where I am right now. Like I am not even eating meals cause I am trying to just put out the fire of my exploding everything that I this is all stuff I want to do. Like, and I plan to this year, but that's why I'm trying to make my best friend who's a CPA. She promises me she's going to come work for me in a month because this is the stuff I'm just going to have her do for me. Cause she knows all this stuff. Okay. I'll tell you, it's, it's really simple. You don't even need her, uh, as, as a CPA, maybe as an accountant, maybe, but I can tell you that all you would need to do. I wouldn't actually do any other business like the YouTube business, not even worth your time. Even if you have someone else managing it, not worth it. Ethereum, I could honestly go either way on that. Um, just VT Sachs. That's it. VTSAX. All you have to do is just link your bank account to Vanguard and then just set an automatic investment every month or every week. Mm-hmm. That's it. Th- that's your only investment that you're going to have to make for the next 20 years. That's it. That's as simple as that. It's really as simple as that. Then sure. That's it. That's what I need it to be. That's, as simple as I have no time. Yeah. That's literally all you need. And to set that up, it's probably going to take you 15 minutes. And most of that is just like typing out your information. So you could probably do that in three minutes. Sure. So that's it. But that would be your only investment. Vanguard is, or you know what? Fidelity. They have a completely free fund. It's called Fizrox. F-Z-R-O-X. And we'll put it up on the screen. All you need to do, make make the account with Fidelity. Okay. Uh, they're, I was about to say, they're, they're more free than Vanguard. So there's like a nom. I think it's like a dollar every ten thousand dollars is a fee or whatever, but there's this there's this free. That's okay. all you need to do. All right, you guys, let me convince. Yeah, and it's very simple. It's very easy. And all I would do for you is to set it up where like every month, I don't know, five thousand dollars gets invested automatically. Mm-hmm. You don't even need to think about it, and just don't even check the account. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't it. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that's right. it. All so right. you don't need any anybody else doing this for you. Just you could set it up yourself. Save the money. 
Okay, you guys have me convinced. Good. I honestly think, though, at, at mm. considering what you've got going on right now, I think a better investment, honestly, than just buying index funds would be hiring like an assistant or something. Yes. That Well, okay. So I have a couple virtual assistants, but I need a personal assistant. And that's my best friend who I keep talking about. That's yep. what I'm trying to hire her to do. Because I'm in dire need of one. Yeah. And, and at this point, I, I'm like, why would I hire some random person I don't know when this person who I trust having access to everything could just come do that for me? So I agree. I'm, I'm hanging in there for her. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with what Jack said. How else are you scaling this up? How many people do you have now? And what uh, did CNBC cut out from that that you're like, oh, CNBC, I mentioned that. They, I mean, they cut out a lot about everything that I'm doing, you know, like that I'm working with other people, that I'm working on growing my business, that I have um, an online course business that's blowing up, you know, like they, they cut oh, they out. I mention that. Yeah, well, everyone hates the online course stuff. Like they, you know, that gets people all riled up, but um, they, they just, they cut out the details of everything and just, you know, they hit you with the big yeah. shock title and then they don't explain everything below it. So yeah, I mean, I work with other writers right now. I have for the last two years. Um, I didn't work with writers for the first four years. So I always say that in my literature and everything when people are like, oh, you didn't scale to six figures alone. It's a lie. And I'm like, no, I did. You know, like I, I did. I'm now working with other writers because I want to scale to seven figures. That's the goal here. So like anyone listening, like you can scale to six figures as a freelancer completely by yourself. If you want to scale to seven figures as a freelancer, you need you need help. Um, you can't just do all those orders by yourself anymore. And this year, my goal is to um, veer off of Fiverr. You know, it, it's been great. The 20% they take is getting real old uh, year after year. They've made hundreds of thousands of dollars off of me. Uh, it's getting to a point where I have the brand now where I'm like, why am I, why am I taking this hit? And so I'm working on developing the business off of Fiverr at the same time right now as managing the 30 Fiverr orders that are coming in every day because of CNBC that I don't want to turn down. But I'm starting to uh, form partnerships with PR companies. That's the end game here. Mm. You get the PR company to outsource 100 articles to you per week. You get three, four writers to do that. You buy Grammarly. Boom. That's how you hit the seven figures. Uh, not on a Fiverr though. Got I don't it. think you could hit a seven figures on a Fiverr. I mean, maybe you could. I, I yeah. mean, I would never say never. Is that what you're aiming for this year? It's seven. Um. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. To say I did it. <laughs> you know. I don't yeah. know. I'm always like chat, like playing games in my head with myself. I'm like, if I did this, I want to see if I can do this. I'm sure you guys are the same way. Yeah. If I hit three million on YouTube, I want to hit four. I want to hit five. You know, you're always looking to the next thing. Yeah. You think you could do it? What's holding you back? No, I, I think I can maybe do it this year. And actually because of CNBC. So are you saying seven figures just from my freelance writing business or just in general? In general. I I think in general, I actually may be able to this year because of CNBC and because wow. of my online course sales. Yes. Wow. So thank you, CNBC. The IRS <laughs> is always watching. I know people always write that too. Like I'm like you guys. I you can IRS look at my tax return. Chat, yeah. It's all there. Don't worry. The IRS has entered the chat. Oh, Everyone, I'm sure. Yeah, don't worry. Everyone says that same I thing know. to me. They're like, show us the returns. Yeah. I was like, yeah, let me give you my social security card while we're at it. You know what's so funny? I had a guy a long time ago ask me. Oh, he didn't believe my YouTube income, and this was like two years ago too. Uh, didn't believe it. And just went off on me in the comment section. And I said, send me a DM on Instagram and I'll prove it to you. And so he sent me a DM on Instagram. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to send you a screenshot right now with like the time and everything on it. So you're going to know, like, I don't even have time to Photoshop this. Here's a screenshot of this. Immediate is Photoshopped. Um, That's yeah. not real. Yeah. So what I did is I had someone else take a picture of me holding up Did, that exact you went thing. this far i went this far. yes this is like two years ago i was at the gym and it's, it's like i had nothing better i do, to do. i i do yeah. the same thing because it bothers me yeah, so much that, that one bothered me for some because he yeah. really just like was angry this guy was and angry. what did he say once you sent that picture that's but oh oh so i sent the picture of me like holding it up to show him like i don't have to like there's no way this photoshop yeah but then youtube takes their cut i'm like that's after youtube's cut like that's what i take home 
I need to see a tax return, though. There's there's no way you're really... He needs to see a tax return? What makes return? him think he's entitled to, <laughs> so, to that so, information? Oh, and, then I just, and then I just blew him off after that. And then, and then of course, as soon as I'm like, you know, blow him off. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he was probably just doing that to provoke you, honestly. Like, there's no could way be. that he actually 100%. didn't. Could be. I don't know. Yeah, someone today said that exactly to me. Yeah. They're like, because I, I jokingly... I need to stop doing this. Like hit back at some random person a couple days ago. And I just said, yeah, let me mail you my tax returns while I'm at it. Because they were saying I lie. Yeah. They literally wrote today 18 <laughs> comments because they're obsessed. <laughs> that she wrote, so where's that tax return? Like she was dead serious. <laughs> like she actually thought I was going to post it. Like truly. You weren't? I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what? Where's the tax? It- yeah. Yeah. Did you not bring it today? No, I forgot. (laughs) My bad. When we talked, I think... You on Instagram were like, I'm I'm down to do the the, the cat memoir. Really, Ramsey, right? Yeah, I did. I, I, I wrote back. Magic, yeah, I wrote back because I I saw the video and somebody gave me the advice. They said comment on the video. He reads the comments. Mm-hmm. He'll see that you commented. So I commented that yeah. I would write the book. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I was like, yeah, I'll write about Ramsey. Yeah. Wait, so why was, will you do a memoir for Ramsey? But- so it, I wouldn't really call it a memoir. It's more so like a day in the life of an Insta pet. How about we call it Cat Tales? And what this, Cat Tales, but the cover is Ramsey like with his tail or something like a cute cartoonish picture of like Ramsey chasing his tail. That's Cat genius. Tales. That's genius. Yeah, and people use it as like yeah. marketing materials. So it's like if you were trying to book Ramsey as like a a cat food yeah. cover or whatever, you would do a chapter uh if you want it to be really dorky, I like write as Ramsey and like the first person yes. Yes. and you would like talk about the, for like 2000 words, how the cat would be such a good sponsor. You know, it's like you, you're almost like selling the animal in the book. Yeah. I mean, I would leave it to you to make it however <laughs> you would want. How does it, how does it work? How would you, how would you write? Cause you would, you would have to listen to me talk about Ramsey to be able to pick up like what he likes and what he doesn't like. So it's and- tough with the pet thing because yeah. when it veers into super personal information, that's when I sometimes then decline it because I don't like to do the things where I would have to get a two hour recording from you. I, w- I more so always ask people to provide me with the topics that they want covered and then let me take it from there. So if you're like, I don't care what goes in this book, but I want you to touch on it that... I got Ramsey from a shelter. I don't know where, you, you know, or I want you to touch on that. I want you to touch on how he's available for sponsorships on Instagram. And I want you to touch on how his, his favorite thing to do is go for a walk. And then I just kind of would take it from there. And then I, I would say to you, um, is there an Insta pet book out there that you like? You could, you know, I could check it out and kind of emulate mm-hmm. it for you. That's what I would usually. And what was the price? I think we talked a thousand dollars to do that. I right? do ten k words for a thousand. Oh, I think that's kind of a lot though for a pet. I would actually steer you towards really? the five k word ebook. Uh, ten thousand words would be a lot for a pet. There's not a lot to write. No, honestly, I want to sell it. You could sell the five. I want to make my money back. That that's all. So whatever <laughs> I pay, I want to sell it and make the money back. Um, I sell all my eBooks I sell online are about seven to eight K and I make money off of them. So you can, I, I, I would steer you towards like six, seven K for this. 10 K okay. would be How a little too a much. How would that be? Cover to That's cover. a great question. I mean, I can tell you the pages. It depends how fast you read. Um, Cover to cover for. I want this to be like an eight hour sort of like. <laughs> okay, like no, audiobook? it's definitely like, not that. Like, you, you should record an audio book. It's about like a Andrew. two hour. It's or like a one to two hour. Hilarious. Okay, one to two hour. I could, yeah, one to two hours. That's uh, so like in an afternoon. Like hour and a half in the car is what that is. Um, and I don't have it in me to write more than that about a pet, okay. basically. Okay. <laughs> I hit a point. All right. Um, I'll pay you. What, it's PayPal or Venmo? <laughs> Whatever you want. Okay, I'll pay you. Uh, is it, is it the thousand for 10,000 or so if it's less words, it's fewer words, it's less, less money. Yes. Okay. We yes. could leave, we could leave it just open and however many words it is, we'll divvy it up based on. Yeah. You know what? So I would actually tell you the word count based yeah. on what info you give me. Cause if you gave me nothing, I'd be like, Graham, you got to help me out here. I can only do like 5k words with yeah. this. I, I, I need something. I, I need like a recording or something. I feel like it's going to be a long book because everything <laughs> from like, you know, his life on the streets, he was a, he was a stray. Okay. So we could, I don't know, like at least 20 minutes about like life on the streets and what that's like, like growing up in, uh, you know, West Adams with what's that like, uh, then finding 
finding each other <laughs> and just like like him snuggling up and then him he still is on kitten cat food because he does not like any other cat food so maybe like something about that okay um all first person from the cat though you want right right so i would talk about like his kitty anxiety and stuff yes okay yeah talk about that uh he does not like car rides and he just meows for like two hours straight it's true um what else he's not extremely sociable like he's getting there he's a little skittish he how old is he two years oh he's a baby yeah so he's really friendly once he's he, once he sniffs you, and he likes feet. So like if you, uh, my cat does yeah, too, yeah, it's like yeah. a thing, right? So yeah. if you take off your shoes, they like sniff and roll on it. Just yeah. sniffs everything, and sometimes he'll <laughs> and, and just you know go back for so maybe talk about it. Oh talk about that. I don't know. I could talk. Uh, I could talk forever about this. I won't. I won't bore you. We got to save some for the book. Yeah, save it for the book. Some surprises inside. So basically what Alex just did was we tested her skills and we gave her how long was that? Like 12 minutes? Probably. Probably 12 minutes-ish to write up the, her top five picks of 2021 in stocks. So wait, so you don't want me to read it? You can, but I, I didn't write it with the idea of it being read. So it might sound funny, but you can still. Okay. You get what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Let's see. The top five stocks of 2021. Let's see, let's see which one we picked. Okay. okay, this is making me nervous. Right <laughs> okay, as more people than ever, as more people than ever before stay home amidst the pandemic, they're looking for ways to make passive income while supporting their families. It's safe to say that 2021 has become the year of the side hustle, while people share their insight for far and wide on social media related to their personal income channels. Although these side hustles are uh, abounding. In, it's, sorry, some stuff is hard for me to read. <laughs> Our abounding and lucrative potential, the original side hustle of the stock market remains to this day one of the best ways to make money at home. As a pandemic-proof solution to earning money in your sleep, the stock market deserves to be on everyone's 2021 side hustles list. No, no questions. Therefore, you're probably asking yourself, what stock should I uh, should I be buying to make the most money this year? Here is our here is our list for the top five stocks to buy in 2021. I have to say, overall. That was incredible. It's good. It's good. That was so good. <laughs> good. But you, listen, you see, the, it's it's um, cumbersome to say out loud because it's for writing. You know, I if get I, it. you get it. I write when I write out my script. I I write it as though I would be saying it, and yeah. then I go through it and I say the entire thing beforehand because sometimes it just doesn't flow. Yeah. But let's see. What do we got? We got ALB. So and none of this was copy pasted. So if you look at the bottom of the document, no, none of it's no, 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 none of it's copy and pasted. Um, I listed the three reference links. That's what I always put for the client to see. And I opened three different articles and I took one or two stocks from each article. So I stitched it all together. So I didn't just mimic, you know, I didn't just rely on one article. Okay. So we got ALB electric vehicles could potentially account for up to one third of auto sales in the next five years. Um, then next we got Neo. I'm Neo. Uh, if you'd been asking us in early 2020, we would have said Neo was not going to survive the year. The company itself cost, uh, cast substantial doubt on its ability to foray into the future. Okay, uh, but after posting uh, posting delivery numbers and earnings that spoke for themselves, the stock managed to soar from two dollars and fifty cents to forty seven dollars and thirty cents. Used to be, not anymore. The dark horse of 2021 that we recommend you to follow. Well, I bought Neo. Uh, then we got Adobe. Adobe brand speaks for itself. Okay. Then we got Spotify. All right. And then we got Fiverr. I had to do it. Then we got Fiverr. Okay. Uh, and we'll wrap up with saying, these certainly are not the only stocks we recommend that you watch in 2021. But based on our research, we expect big things from all five on the list, which is why, uh, which is why if you have some spare change laying around, invest it in one of these stocks above immediately. <laughs> well, that's a bold <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Yeah, you. It's funny because you just never see. Yeah, like like if Graham were to say something like that, you would be ousted. Is it you? That's like the one forbidden thing. Like you never say, like guys, go and buy. (laughs) (laughs) Why we highly recommend you look into these. 
uh, as potential candidates for like, you always have to say something like that. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> so then that's where the client would send back a revision since I'm not a stock expert like they are. They would send it back and they'd say, oh, that's incorrect. And then I would just change yeah, that right. line. I just need to invest in one of these stocks immediately. <laughs> and then write a not financial advice. <laughs> and then I like this. Have any stock investment questions? Our team is here to help contact us today with references. Yes. Yeah, so the end of every blog is supposed to be a call to action. That's why they purchased it. So I use the word immediately because you're you're almost trying to scare them into buying your help. That's the idea. You want to scare them. Got it. I, I listen. I have to say it's it's impressive for twelve minutes. Yeah. If like, you had told me you spent all day on this, I'd be like, eh, it's not that. For twelve minutes, it's impressive. Yeah. I mean, and I'm I was also a little nervous doing yeah. that right now. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't my like. I was like, oh god, people no, are gonna good. read this. Um, there it is for, you know, the haters who say that that's impossible. And how much do you, would you charge for something like that? So I charge a hundred dollars for a 500 word blog. However, I was nervous and I rushed that. Mm. So normally I would have probably spent another five, 10 minutes on slowing it down and I wouldn't have been all jittery writing it, mm. but I do charge a hundred dollars for it. It's yeah. No. And um, I, I offer SEO. So if they, you know, provide me with their keywords, I'll make sure they're in the title and the text. I don't I don't offer advanced SEO, but I make sure there's no keyword stuffing going on. I make sure it flows naturally in the copy for them. It's it. a pretty good value. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on. It was a really great meeting you. You're a fantastic writer and an efficient speaker. Thank you, Jack. Thanks, guys, for having me and for giving me an excuse to fly to Las Vegas. You're welcome. We're uh, we're sad you didn't gamble, but uh, the nice. Hey, yeah. I have three more days here. It's okay. not too late. I was gonna yeah. go do that immediately after this. <laughs> immediately. Yeah, really? that word yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> we recommend you go and gamble immediately. <laughs> 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 Any spare change that you have. Exactly. Jeez. Okay. Well, with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. As always, go and subscribe. Add us on Instagram. The information is down below in the description. Make sure to smash the like button. Get your free stock down below. And uh, what else do we need? I think that I think we're good. That's it. Thanks for watching. Till next time. Forty six ever episode of the yeah. Ice Coffee Hour. My name is Alex. So far, the podcast is okay. made blank. Okay. Cool. All right.